0: Welcome, everybody, to It's Doomsday Podcast Live. Today is January 30th, 2023. Time is 1801, and joining me, as always, is the lovely, the talented, the ever-so-sensual Jake Dials. What's going on, man? Uh,
1: okay, look, here. here's the deal. Soup's getting cold, but the crackers are still hot, okay? Crackers...
0: Okay, I have no idea what that means. What do you mean the soup is cold but the crackers are you, still hot? You high. know
1: you know the thing.
0: <laughs> oh the thing. Yeah, I know the thing. You could
1: you could you could you could you could train a pumpkin in karate, it doesn't make him a soldier, does it?
0: Uh on a Tuesday, maybe? Pumpkin. Pumpkin. <laughs> anyway. I'm so lost. Welcome, everybody, to the Student's Day Podcast, guys. Welcome into the show. Uh, so far in here, I've got, let's see, we've got the Jake Dials. We've got Ozarks with Have Food, Will Travel Podcast. We've got Jelly6, just a minute, too. Eric, the Podfather, uh, Big Daddy Prep, a.k.a. Big Daddy Al uh, from the Big Daddy Al podcast. Shelby Jack, uh, I don't know how to say this name. I'm just going to call you Queef, sorry, dude. And Angela, what's up, everybody? Welcome in. Well,
1: let's just call I, uh,
0: I just, well, I mean, I'm reading the name and that's all that came out. And and friend, I know that these are random generated names. It's just random names and numbers. Podbean got you today. They did a good burn on you, my friend. What's up, Chris Wilson? Welcome in. Man, I am in a just, I I took a nap and I woke up and I was all tired and groggy. And I'm like, I don't want to do anything. And I got down here and I started playing (laughs) with the Looper Man thing and i had yeah. my wife come down today and i uh i got something man oh are you yeah, gonna play it for us i am gonna play it i just made it let me see here uh oh, I, 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 that's not oh, it keep that's going not though. It. That's keep not going ah uh, shit that's not it either damn it man okay hold on a second oh here it is i forgot to add it in here here it is you ready for this i like this You can find its Doomsday podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean app, Spotify, Amazon Music, TuneIn Plus Alexa, iHeartRadio, Player FM, Listen Notes, Samsung Podchaser, Boomplay and many more. Make sure to like, follow and share. I'm hooked oh on it, dude. I'm God. hooked on the looper, Was babe. that your voice? <laughs> Yeah. Oh. So I have this weird ability to make myself sound like a Greek woman. Um, I don't know how I did it. It just it's it's magic. <laughs> wow. Oh, um, <laughs> anyway. So if you guys don't know, if you're not running with us in this close circle, we have and I know for, for everybody. OK, so it's Doomsday Podcast doesn't have hundreds <laughs> and thousands of listeners all over the world. It doesn't. They're not there. But we have thousands of listeners all over the world. Um we're not quite in the ten thousands of listeners market, but there's thousands of peoples out there, and they're all over the place, and a lot of them don't show up for the live stuff or end up in the pod being or end up following us around on social media things like that so if you guys don't know, Jake has been um plugging away working his little Jake Arsoff on uh doing this apocalyptic cyborg a i story yeah, line, which has been quite fantastic i screwed up the chapters i'm hella lost now um i have to go back and start from the beginning see what they're not even
1: chapters they're just (laughs) character breakdowns and then after the character breakdowns
0: the story well so this is where i screwed up i read the first couple like blips you sent me like when it was just like the paragraphs and the images right yeah and i was like oh okay i've got chapter one knocked out and then I go and I read the third one, not able to track down 2. I don't know how I lost 2 in the realm. I go back and I read 2 and I'm like, shit, I didn't get the whole picture in 1. What the hell happened? Um cuz now Marcus is getting surgery and there's stuff going on and I'm like, what did I miss from 1? So I got to go back. I got to start from the beginning.
1: Yeah, they're they're just character breakdowns, man. There's like a whole there's going to be a whole thing to this. I i just did it for fun and then everybody liked it and they said do more do more and i was like all right fine so i
0: did <laughs> so uh in spirit of cyborg s things and everything else that's going on later in the week i'll be interviewing tom ross if you guys don't know who tom ross is he is one of the bigwigs with the transhumanist party as in ai not as in i want to chop off body parts Transhuman, or that's transgender anyway So if you guys have questions for Tom, definitely email them to me. Uh, The email is itsdoomsdaypodcast at gmail.com. Drop me an email, put in the subject line, question for Tom. He has no problem answering listener questions that come in, and I want as many good ones as possible to send in him. So if you're listening to this episode and it's Wednesday morning, you're already going to be too late. Sorry, guys. Uh, You better get those in. Like, if you wake up at 7 a.m. and you hear this show – you better get those emails sent to me because I'll be I'll be interviewing him a couple hours after the fact. All right. So now that that's out of the way, we got a uh, rifle came in. Mags came in. What's up, guys? Welcome in. But I figured, you know, to to kind of. Oh, thank you. Ozarks. I figured in order to. Keep up with this spirit, I figured maybe we should get into a little bit more of the A.I. stuff today.
1: Dude, I, I like right now, speaking of AI and cyborgs, you're firing all of your lasers right now. This is fantastic. <laughs> he
0: said lasers. We're talking AI. <laughs> all your freaking lasers on your freaking head. Freaking lasers, man. Freaking sharks with freaking laser beams on their heads. Um, So I discovered something really wickedly awesome and scary at the same time over the weekend. Oh, All right. And I'm going to tell you guys about this stuff because this is, I really don't feel that we should currently have this technology. Um, This goes, I mean, this isn't something as bad as the um, GPT chat, something like that. But the applications for this could potentially be endless. Excuse me. It is called MTPM. All right, and what this what the this is a special new metal that they are developing, okay? Um and they're utilizing it to make metal robots, liquid metal robots. Now, what these robots can do is is they could assume a shape, all right? And they could melt down basically by shooting magnetic waves at them. Basically they they keep switching the magnetic poles aimed toward these robots. And it causes their little magnetic cells inside to break down and they turn into a liquid. There's a nice little video online where they made one in the shape of a Lego character. And this little sucker melts down, goes through the bars and re-comes back together like some Terminator shit. Um, This is
1: not the program. All I hear is Terminator. This is not the program you showed me. What you showed me, management and tourism program, something about tourism. What
0: happened? What are you talking about? It's exactly what I sent you.
1: You said, "Dude, have you ever heard of MTPM?" And I said, "No." And you said, "Here's a link," and you sent it to me. And it was like management and tourism practices of Missouri. What?
0: (laughs) Why did you say something? (laughs) I did. I would see what it was. uh, Okay, Jake, you got me. I'm secretly moving off all operations to Missouri. That's where prep stock's going to be held. I'm looking for a good tourist manager down there. This whole
1: time I did research on tourism program and it doesn't even matter.
0: (laughs) Oh my God. Um, so no, apparently I sent you the wrong link. I don't know how that happened, but, um, yeah. So, I mean, if you guys go online and you look this up, this stuff is pretty wild. Okay. And it's nothing more than a, a metal that, breaks down um at a certain temperature and and they could rebuild this when it cools back down. So like they're already talking medical applications for this. They're already kind of tested it in mock applications where this liquid would go in and form itself around an obstruction in your stomach or an obstruction in your intestines and it would mold around it and make it easier to pass through the body. There's also applications where They're talking about they could put medicine with inside this and it would make it to a certain part of the body and they could shoot magnetic uh, magnetic pole rays, I guess, through you and allow this to liquefy releasing the medicine. Okay, pretty, pretty wild stuff. If you think about they're developing this right now, that's
1: that's just some T2 stuff, man. That's all it is.
0: Hey, Preppers, do you want 10% off survival food? Go to www.ReadyWise.com and use code DOOM10 at checkout for 10% off all your survival food needs. Again, that's code DOOM10 at checkout at ReadyWise.com. D-O-O-M 10 for 10% off at ReadyWise.com.
1: It is. And and they... They demonstrated it with a little Lego man that went through a little great. And before you know it, we're going to have a full-fledged liquid titanium person going through jail cell bars in an institution
0: looking for Sarah Connor. So let me, uh well, yeah, I, you're right. I mean, it's it's definitely a far ways off from that. So let's get uh, into the MPTM. What this stands for is, it has nothing to do with Missouri.
1: Oh. <laughs> um, <sighs> Magnetic I learned so much for no reason, just I know.
0: Well, hey, now you know more about Missouri, man.
1: I don't it's even awesome.
0: Like tourism management. <laughs> so uh it stands for magnetic I can't say this word, magnetic o active, magnetic active phase transitional matter. Um, and it's it's really wild when you think about the potential applications that could be used that this could be used for. I mean, the industrial applications for this are endless, right? They are utilizing this right now. Like one video I saw, and this was really cool. They put this like on a, on a freaking microchip board and had it work its way in there to complete circuits. Like it just goes in there melts and says, okay, that's where I'm staying. It hardens back up and boom, we've just completed the circuit. And now there's a little led light glowing. It's that, you know, I mean, so the applications for this are endless, and one of the big one of the big things with this is you can potentially utilize this matter to get in places human beings could not go if it was toxic if it was like a bad environment confined space things like that so you know the industrial the industrial complex is probably going to throw tons of funding at this try to get this like you know up and booming and then We haven't even begun to think about the applications for war yet. Imagine the applications on the battlefield for this.
1: I was just going to say, what if you made a bullet that did the same thing, and when it made contact with flesh, it expanded, not like a hollow point, but like expands just outward until it just moves outside of your body and just tears you up.
0: Well, here's here's something to think about. Welcome in Polly. Welcome in. I think I welcome Rifle and welcome in Warbird Prepper. I don't. I've never seen him here. Also, welcome Miss Melody, welcome Joyce and welcome Nana. Welcome in. So, Jake, imagine this one. Say you do make a bullet out of this, right? But you make a tiny little itty bitty, incy weensy little bullet. All right. Basically, I I don't know. So small it would just basically feel like a bug bit you, right? Mm-hmm. And leave leave the tiniest little wound. And think about this. This melts at, you know, this melts at. Um, I think the temperature this melts at it's it's lower than human body temperature right now. Um, so eighty six degrees felt eighty six degrees Fahrenheit is what this melts at. So, you put a little bit of poison in this thing, a little bit of mercury. Somebody simply thinks they got bit by a bug, and then the next thing you know, they just randomly drop dead. And you're not talking, I mean, and this is controlled. You're not getting blood spatter. You're not having all these issues, right? So huh. think about the assassination applications with this. Or, you know, you got the assassination attempt. The assassination applications with this are also very scary, okay? You think about the idea that you could take a little tiny piece of this and put it in somebody's ice cream. They might not even know it's in there it gets in their stomach melts out bam done it's scary
1: it's it's uh, it's almost like somebody would just
0: die suddenly it would be like someone would (laughs) i see what you did there
1: (laughs) (laughs) consider the implications
0: right and it's it it is uh it, it is a very scary thing to think about and they, okay, so they, I mean, they're actively working on different applications, w- w- which, you know, they can manipulate this, utilize this for medical, utilize this for industrial application. So I think that the, I think that the military industrial complex would be next. I mean, it's the next logical choice, I think.
1: That's what you do all the time when you have something cool that you could use for good. You turn it into a weapon.
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> so... My whole thought process with this is, you know, you're going to take you're going to take a metal goes to liquid transforms back and forth. Number one, the applications are endless, regardless in what capacity, but also the improvements we could make with things as far as maybe things within the space program. Right. Well, that's that's a big one.
1: And, and imagine, imagine this. Like I said, everything good gets turned into a military weapon, Ozarks. You better be careful with those crab rangoons. Can you imagine weaponized crab rangoon?
0: Oh my god! Like, wait, wait, wait. Weaponized as in poisonous crab rangoons, or little, you know, robot crabs within the rangoons. <laughs> like... Put put those
1: little put those little tiny Lego men that are shapeshifters in the crab rangoon.
0: Yes. And uh welcome in Amanda, welcome in Melody. I think I have welcome Melody already. And welcome Cindy. What's up guys? Welcome into the show. Um so Jake, and welcome Kate. Uh so Jake, further thoughts on AI. Anything like kind of tickling your brain as you're in your cyborg world over there?
1: <laughs> Dude, everything's tickle in my brain about it. It's nuts. <laughs> Are you kidding me? It blows my mind. I've told everybody that. And I said this is insane, and I mean it. It is. I, I it, it's good and it's bad, okay? Like So here's, here's why I did what I did is I utilize this, this AI engine called mid journey. And basically you can imagine anything that you want. So you come up with just a random idea inside your head, right? And it can be literally anything. You can say, I want you to generate a picture of a photorealistic Barbie with crab claws for hands and horns coming out of her head and just whatever you want. And it will generate it and it will make it look legitimate. Okay, so what I did, because I was just messing around, I said, give me a post-apocalyptic scenario where humans have fully integrated with AI technology and turn themselves into cyborgs.
0: Hey preppers, check out Blackbeard Fire Stutters. Go to www.blackbeardfire.com backslash doomsday and utilize code doomsday for 10% off your entire order at blackbeardfire.com.
1: And they're struggling to survive. And I got sent all you know the, the photos that I sent to you. And I said, look at these. It's insane. And you said, yeah. And I said, okay, thanks for your input. And then um, I, I showed it to like 50 other people. And um, I just went on that. And I was like, you know what? Um, this, this is kind of a crazy idea. I'm just going to take all of these and I'm just going to turn them into NFTs. So I did. And then, uh, I started to make, make them, uh, animated as like a, like a step up, you know, uh, from, from just like a standard photo. Um, and then, uh, I, I showed it to the community and I said, guys, this, check these out. These are insane. This is nuts. I didn't even make this. My head did, and I typed it out and then a computer made it for me. And, uh, then everybody started putting in really good ideas. And then one guy was like, you should make a character of me and make him, make his name doomsday. I'm not going to say who it was, that, but
0: what an asshole. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was like, all right, man, fine. I guess I don't have a choice now. You just threw yourself into my show here. And, uh, so I made it and, uh, he's like, I want to be ionized radiation powers. And I was like, okay, fine. Just, you just... Fine, dude <laughs> take it over i'm kidding <laughs> but uh, um no dude i i listened to everybody and everybody had some really insanely good ideas and they're like you should do more with this and uh, like i was messaging all my friends and stuff and everybody was excited about it so i was like do you want more stuff and everybody was like hell yeah so then i decided to utilize the chat gpt function and and conjure up some ideas so i started typing out this scenario and i said give me a scenario where such and such character does this thing and write it out for me and then as it would write it out and i would pick stuff out of the paragraphs that i enjoyed and i would say okay now let's tweak this a little bit let's give them some dialogue between this guy and this guy yada yada yada." so i just started tweaking and writing um so so it became like this full-fledged story so now I just started publishing it all on Amazon, and uh, there are three episodes up right now that are just character breakdowns of the characters that were made, and I conjured up these stories in my head. And uh, basically, basically these guys have integrated with AI enough that they've become human cyborgs, and I think that um, it's very clever to also quote-unquote integrate myself with AI engines to create a story about people integrating themselves with
0: AI. So for the record, um, I did not ask to be the doomsday character. (laughs) I didn't say any
1: names, dude. I said no names. Is that fucking Walter? Um, anyway, so
0: (laughs) moving on. Uh, so Jake sent me the pictures of the batteries today and I got to tell you, it's, it, it amazed me when I saw it because it's. I've been thinking about what it is in my head as, you know, reading the storyline and, and going through it. But then to see it like visualized in, in this artwork, it's like, oh my God. Like Right. It's and when something... you saw
1: it, it made sense, right?
0: Right. But it's, it's something that it's like, oh my God, like this is what they're craving. Like it, it looks gorgeous. It looks like something you'd want to be craving. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I had to come up with a whole story for it too. And why it's so important. It all started with a battery it all started with an element. (laughs) No, legitimately it did. I had to, I conjured up this whole idea behind a rare element and it's, it's only mined in remote areas and it's very hard to acquire and there's not very much of it. So trying to replicate it and turn it into a battery source. The good thing about it is that it takes small quantities to make a battery cell. And basically these, these humans who are using this program, they don't have to eat, they don't have to drink, they don't have to sleep. All they have to do is run basically off these battery cell powers that are made from this element. Um it's it's just a random name that the that the AI generated and they called it uh you can pronounce it two ways. You can pronounce it Xeraphium or Xeraphium. I like Xeraphium, but it's whatever. Um, but that is the element that is the reactive agent that makes the battery cells. And you know, I, I haven't decided how long the batteries last, but I'm thinking like on, on like zero, like combat scenarios and just normal everyday stuff, like 30 days. I think that's pretty sufficient, but there's going to be a whole thing that ensues because of these batteries.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm excited to see where this goes. I'm also excited for when we start doing the, the uh, voice work for this too. That's like something I'm pretty, pretty excited about, but let's, let's take a step back real quick because guys, we covered the chat GPT on here maybe, what was it, like a month ago? Somewhere yeah. around there. We got into that maybe about a month ago. So uh, to go back to the chat GPT thing, guys, if there's any one question I plan on asking Tom Ross this week about that is when I talked to Tom about, the you know, this potential AI takeover and, you know, machines will be doing man's jobs, stuff like that. I said, well, where does human humans fall into the mix? You know, what what is the need for human beings at this point? and his response was you know to do the creative things to write stories to paint paintings to write books Mm
1: -hmm. you know things
0: of this nature now that i'm seeing to start
1: to start
0: to start i guess because yeah because chat gpt is kind of taking over that and and stepping all over this to an extent
1: right now it's supplemental too it is consider an assistant that you can bounce ideas off of because that's what i'm doing is i'm taking my ideas using that assistant and refining the ideas.
0: Right? So you're so I mean, you think about this, let's say you're, you are a factory worker, and you put in 50 hours a week, and you make brake pads, let's say is just as an example here. Well, okay, they bring a you know, you always aspired to be a writer. Okay. And you say to yourself, you know what, I'm I'm gonna leave the brake pad industry, I'm going to leave this behind. And I'm going to go fulfill my dreams of being a writer. Mm -hmm. With this chat GPT, It's going to make your life a lot easier, but it's also going to make everybody else's lives easier too, right? Because you're not going to have to spend weeks writing and proofreading and doing all these things to make this book happen when the chat GPT is doing this for you. And being that this just became easier for everybody, how much more is the market going to be polluted? All I'm going to
1: say is that I I don't aspire to be a writer. I never aspired to be a writer. I don't. That's. I'm like, not I saying you. No, I know, I know. Um, I'm just saying in general, like I don't mind doing it, but if I were, like, if that was my main thing, if that was that was where I'm, that's where my bag is at. Utilizing this, it seems on the surface because of you know you're used to doing it all by yourself and your own research and your own work, it seems like it's a cheat. It is definitely a a cheat, not like, I don't feel like you're cheating. I'm using it as a resource to help refine the ideas already in my head and expand on those. I'm bouncing ideas back and forth. It would be like, it would be the same exact thing as me sitting down with you and being like, okay, here's the scenario. This guy does this thing. This guy does this thing. What kind of dialogue can we add? But instead of having to go through the process of thinking about it so much and so heavily and wasting gobs of time, I put out those three, those first three episodes and I did all of that in about an hour as as opposed to if I would have just done it by myself, I would probably get one of those done in a week. It saved me, that saved me three weeks of time.
0: Yeah. And that's, I mean, to me, that's absolutely wild. So is that going to like, is that going to make it easier for writers to produce or is it going to? Flood the market. Welcome in crazy. Welcome in Kylie. Welcome in crazy lady and Polly. I think I welcome Polly already, but welcome in everybody. Um, but you see you see what I'm saying, how there could be mm-hmm. this influx of the market. Now you have all this competition from from people that say, you know, never were able to do this because of work or school or family or et cetera. Mm-hmm. They, they weren't able to make it happen. Now they are. So, boom, big influx, which I don't necessarily think is a horrible thing right but i'm assuming somewhere there there's a line between you know being a sane concept and you know a workable market versus oh my god we just overtook the market there's too much influx you know we yeah. got too many books to sell
1: yeah this this there's a very fine line to walk here i'm a big believer in everything in in moderation nothing in excess i i'm not personally going to allow an ai system to do 100% something that I enjoy doing for me, because that removes all of the fun and all of the wonder and all of the achievement out of the process because I wouldn't have done anything, but using it as an assistant in this way to, to gather ideas and bounce ideas back and forth. I think it's very useful, but we all know that people are going to take advantage and yes, people are already using things like this to create projects and are already making bank off of it. And they're not doing any work. And if they are, it's a 10th of what it used to be. Just like when we, when we started to integrate computers in general into the workplace, it was theorized that when you work your normal 40, um, having a computer, um, increases that that amount of productivity that you could do, you could wrap up your work week in about 10 hours. So now we're doing, we're doing way more work for the same amount of pay with 10 times the amount
0: of productivity. Hey preppers, check out blackbeard fire starters. Go to www.blackbeardfire.com backslash doomsday and utilize code doomsday for 10% off your entire order at blackbeardfire.com. No, and I, you know, I understand that. Um, welcome in, Scooter. Welcome in, Goth King. So, you know, if you guys, I mean, you guys could take the time and you can go online and you guys can look this stuff up. We're already utilizing a lot of AI now, and it's, we're going to see a big increase in the next decade here. All right. Like a huge, oh, yeah. huge increase. Um, this is about to go from zero to a hundred miles an hour overnight. Okay. Oh, yeah. And. I, I know a lot of us like kind of don't think about it now, like what kind of AI we use now, but we, I mean, we're utilizing this in, in forms every day in our daily lives. If you ever talked into your smartphone to get an answer on something, you're pretty much utilizing AI. If you're going to the store and you're utilizing the self-checkout, kind of a form of AI, right? it is it is escalating and building and getting more to the point where and a lot of people like this still blows a lot of people's minds but i mean we have cars that drive themselves now right when we were when we were kids we thought oh man we might not see that in our lifetime or that's that's so far out in the future we'll never have to worry about that but now it's a thing right oh yeah
1: and now in amazon stores instead of paying you just swipe your hand
0: right which i don't like that shit at all um I don't i'm either. not i don't like that i don't want I don't want chips in me. Um, I don't like the idea of being able to be tracked, being able to be monitored. I, I, just don't like it, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, use but using it as, using it as an enhancement to to enrich something or to help you to make it better, kind of like in kind of like in the way that I'm doing with with writing this whole series is I'm using it as an assistant. It's helpful. It's a great tool. It really is. But
0: there are levels to this oh i understand and you know one other thing you know to think about too is where is ai going to be with medicine right i remember watching videos i don't know i want to say maybe five six years ago where they were talking about being able to remotely perform surgeries or being able to remotely diagnose patients being able to remotely take vitals and do all these things and we're seeing that now um that's what they're
1: doing now with web 3.0 dude that's it's happening it's a real thing
0: it's scary and it's, and it's only, it's only escalating. It's not de escalating in any way. It's only going to keep going up and like, all right. So like in EMT class, we have this machine, we put this machine on your body and this magic machine. And this isn't new technology in the medical field. It's been around, but just, I mean, we have this on the ambulance, we have a machine, we put this on your, on your body and it constantly uh, monitors all your vitals all the time toward the moment something goes wrong with you this machine lets us know okay we also have and this is like something else that's pretty crazy too so i didn't know this until starting these classes but not every agency not every county carries blood on the ambulance or in their vehicles right it's like not a not a thing um we recently started carrying blood in our county Now, our blood that we keep in the vehicles is in a cooler that is remotely monitored by the agency and the hospital that provides the blood. And it is maintained for time. It is maintained for temperature. And it literally will send alarm bells to the hospital that is a good 45 minutes away from the agency. And then to whoever the first responder is that has this saying, hey, this needs to go back in the fridge, this, that, the other. These are all little forms of this, of the smart technology that we're utilizing every single day. And I guess there is, there is a, I guess you, there is a big difference between smart technology and AI technology, mm-hmm. but it, but it's there, right? It's it, we you, we're becoming so dependent on this every single day. And it's only going to get more and more involved to the point where, I mean, we might have digital ape. Ooh, Dude, imagine having digital AI bosses in the future to where you answer to a machine now because the machine is more efficient at managing Walgreens than Bob was.
1: I mean, it seems scary, but on the other hand, you know, the question is, can you blame them? Uh, devil's advocate, you know, um, let's, let's play both sides of this and and let's, let's, let's look at it and see if it's a question of maybe utility versus a question of ethics. Um, So everybody would love to be able to do what they do, but enhance it in a way that they can do more of it in the same amount of time. Right. Productivity is key. It comes down to money. Right. and, if you can do one thing, um, and you can do it well, you can say this can be done better, and you can create something that can assist you. So instead of you, let's let's just say you're creating a certain part, um, just as an example, and you're running a machine, and you're doing it by yourself, and you can do a thousand a thousand pieces of this of this part of this machine. You're you're running this specific part. You can do a thousand in an hour. Um, But you're sitting there looking at it and you're saying, why am I here? Why am I pushing buttons at the right time? Why can't we make a computer just do this? So you create the computer. And even though you're eliminating a job, you're increasing the productivity without any manpower. So even though you eliminated a job, on the other hand, as let's let's say you're looking at it from a business perspective and you're the business owner. And you're looking at this and you're saying, wow, that's handy because I don't have to pay that robot to do anything and I'm saving myself uh, 40 or 50 grand a year. Um, That sounds like a good deal to you, right?
0: Well, yeah, but then also the idea is I don't have to worry about offending this AI technology. I don't have to worry about giving it lunch breaks, smoke, smoke breaks, bathroom breaks, vacation time. I could work it more than 40 hours a week, 50 hours a week, 60 hours a week, right?
1: That robot, no matter what, is gonna make ten thousand parts per hour. And you can walk right over to it just because it's a Tuesday and you didn't get your coffee, you can say, Hey robot, your butt looks big, and it's gonna keep making ten thousand parts an hour. And you're gonna say, Hell yeah.
0: <laughs> not to mention, welcome in, sir. I just saw you come in. Uh not to mention the idea that uh there's no getting sick there's no sick time there's no oh the the kids are sick i got to get them from daycare or hey my i can't work late tonight because my son has soccer practice there's there's a Uh a ton of reasons why i guess the robots and the ai and things would be better than a human but people still need jobs
1: what kind of jobs though because technically even though i'm doing a lot less work the stuff that i'm doing i could get paid for And I'm just using the AI as an assistant at this point. And I've created vastly much more work in two days than I would have by myself on my own in two months. And, and I showed all of that to you. And you remember the text you sent me, you said, man, you've been busy. And in all honesty, I really hadn't, I didn't, I, I did probably 50% of it, but the 50% that I did was a lot of opening an accounts, um, doing the appropriate work behind the stuff that was created, because those photos, if I would have drawn them myself, I, that would have taken me months, absolutely months. And the AI did him in, in less than four minutes.
0: You know, so I, Kylie said something in the chat here that kind of like sparked something in my mind. It says, there's a guy who says that he went to the future and no one had jobs. It was all AI. Now, that part does isn't the part I'm hung up on. I'm hung up on this idea. Imagine AI discovering things that we can't discover, say time travel, say, I don't know, the cure for cancer, the cure for AIDS, the things that we don't want the answers to, right? Mm-hmm. Who's going to be above AI stopping this? Because on one hand, AI could vastly enrich our lives, possibly cure disease, possibly cure famine, things of this nature, make a better environment for us, but you know there's going to be people in power that say, uh-uh, we, we, nope, we can't allow that, uh-uh. Hey, Preppers, do you want 10% off survival food? Go to www.readywise.com and use code DOOM10 at checkout for 10% off all your survival food needs. Again, that's code DOOM10 at checkout at readywise.com, D-O-O-M 10 for 10% off at readywise.com.
1: who's going to stop it when it gets out of control? uh John Connor.
0: Oh, well, obviously.
1: <laughs> yeah, we've seen how this plays out. It's John Connor and Sarah wait, Connor.
0: Wait. Wait, wait, wait. I thought wait, no. It was it was uh Arnold Schwarzenegger's character that came in, right? And and prevented this. Or no, that was Terminator 2.
1: That was in 2.
0: That was in 2. Welcome yeah. in, Mike of Tampa Bay.
1: But, I mean, not to like discredit anything that anybody says. Was that Jelly that said that? Oh, it was Kylie. Kylie. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. I I heard the IE and it didn't really process. Sorry. Um, (laughs) But I mean, let's, that, I, it's hard for me to believe the time travel stuff and yada, yada, yada. Like I wouldn't be surprised if we have it. Okay. Like we have, we have our quantum computers and a lot of people don't even know how those work. And basically the way that they operate is that they exist in two different states at the same time. Right. Right. Does that make sense? Okay. Yes.
0: Yes. Yes. Sorry, in a, in I was a, I was taking a drink of water. Okay. I'm not AI.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I need you to be more productive then. <laughs> um, so like the the quantum computers, they take a, a crap ton of power to process, and when we first when we first made them, um, computing was restricted to a certain amount of processing power, and and in the last roughly two years, the improvements that we've made to them have increased its computing power by like 2000%. It's insane um, what they're doing with quantum computing. It is scary, Um, but they exist in this little thing kind of like referred to as a nexus. So it exists in like two States. And we found out that, that uh, certain, certain things like um, like light particles can exist um, in two states and, and some things only exist when they are observed, which is hard to explain, but a quantum quantum computer is operating at a temperature. That's just a shade above absolute zero. It has to stay, it has to stay that cold in order for it to operate efficiently. Otherwise it'll blow up. Um, but they're using quantum computing and using all of this information I just gave you about existing in two States and observed in two places. Um, so they are, they're literally operating literally in another dimension. It used to just be a thing that we say when like, Oh, that dude's just in another dimension right now when they're, they're doing something incredible or when they're high or whatever. But That phrase is the literal embodiment of what quantum computing is. It is existing and operating in two states, and they are using that to communicate with things not of this realm.
0: What realm are they communicating with?
1: Who knows? Probably hell. I don't want to deal with it. I I, no (laughs) pass, pass. That's the line I draw. When when Satan comes out, pass.
0: You know, you, you you say that now my interest is peak like cuz there who knows how many realms there are out there, right? Probably
1: probably an infinite amount. If if I don't know depending on how you look at it, I would it wouldn't shock me if there was just an infinite amount of realms or you know that whole multiverse theory that that people like to talk about so
0: much. Wouldn't wouldn't shock me. No, the multiverse theory is definitely interesting. Um I I subscribe to it. But I think in a very, in a very light way, um,
1: mainly, yeah, maybe
0: I don't know. Cause it could, it could happen. We don't know. I'm not, I'm not there. I haven't crossed the multiverse. It could definitely be there. I don't know. Will, will we know in 20, 30 years? Maybe, maybe that's where we'll go on vacation. Go I mean, meet it, your relatives in the multiverse. Maybe that's yep. what we'll do.
1: That's what they're probably doing. Uh, honestly, if I had to guess with it, with a powerful enough quantum computer, it's like, why wouldn't you, you know, this is like earth one. Like, why wouldn't you try to communicate with earth two and see what's going on over there and be like, Hey, is this, is this Darren from earth two? Yeah, dude. What's up? Oh, you guys have a quantum computer. Cool. What's going on over there? Uh well, um, Nancy Pelosi's president. Oh shit. What happened? Nothing. She's awesome like just imagine how weird things would be it it's all going to be different you know
0: it'd be a pretty screwed up multiverse
1: what, <laughs> but maybe in that world she's amazing
0: you know maybe yeah it very well could be <laughs> anyway <laughs> um to get to get into back you know back into the ai topic so scooter did mention in the chat earlier that there's a big difference between smart tech and ai but it and i guess we don't look at these things how mm-hmm. we should look at them So AI basically has the ability to learn and keep going, right? Not sentient, but yeah. Right. So AI is continuously processing data continuously to learn and create algorithms Mm -hmm. to better do its job. Mm -hmm. Whether that is your Netflix account and and it's picking up on algorithms of things you like, so it's putting in your feed what it knows you want to see, or whether it's TikTok that is doing relatively the same thing, or whether it's um, Google or Alexa that knows you ask certain questions about so many things that pique your interest, and now they have news feeds that are directly designed for you. You remember about ten years ago when everybody was, you know, kind of freaking out and bitching about the user agreements and data harvesting and all this stuff. Oh yeah, this is where this is what it has transitioned into. Consistently bringing in user data to make and manipulate algorithms to better suit your needs in life because what
1: you mean you've... the crazy conspiracy theorists were right <laughs> again
0: got nine conspiracy thirst. uh yeah they we yeah. were you um, guys
1: you guys are quacks but you've been right every time how does that ha- how does that
0: work i don't know so check this out so years ago it was in the conspiracy theory circle this is probably like maybe like 15 20 years ago there maybe even longer than that now shit there was this talk about you know they all want us to have this rfid chip in our in our hands in our pockets and they we're gonna track people we're gonna do this we're gonna do that and everybody's like nah you're you're crazy man they're not mm-hmm. gonna do that now Dude, we've all we all have it
1: stuff like this
0: i know yeah, for years but the crazy part about this is, as you know, this whole thing of, like, tracking, carrying around chips, all that. I got news for you guys. You're all listening on a smartphone right now. It's right next to you. I know you're on a smartphone because you're on the app and you can comment and I can see you in here. And you're carrying that tracking device around. You're carrying that chip around. You're all chipped. Is... Is... Right. It's there right now in your hands. Throw your phones in the in the fucking toilet. <laughs> no, don't throw your phone in the toilet. Um but no you get what i'm saying this went from being something scary that was never going to happen to it has happened and you can't live without this device so what is the next evolution going to be how are they going to get a chip in us it's going to be something it's going to be a situation where you need this to function yeah right and welcome in raccoon six and welcome in uh little red gen welcome in guys
1: Oh, yeah. I, I disagree, Jelly. That algorithm doesn't know shit about me. You should see my TikTok algorithm. They started feeding me ads in Spanish and Italian and French. They have no clue what I want.
0: They've been listening, though.
1: No, they have not because they have no idea. I just downvote everything and swipe through all the stupid stuff.
0: How many times have you mentioned Italian? All the time. <laughs> How many times have you mentioned Spanish? I
1: I am not fluent in Italian. Why do I want an <laughs> Italian ad? I don't even talk about French.
0: I don't even talk about anything Spanish. Maybe you talk in your sleep and it's listening. In Spanish? Maybe Dirt Lady talks in Spanish in her sleep.
1: Oh, she doesn't know any foreign languages. She's uncultured. She's she's <laughs> purebred American uncultured <laughs> cheeseburgers. I'm 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 all Italian food Olive Garden all day long. <laughs> Anyway, so now you're going
0: to get Olive Garden ads. You laugh, um, but I bleed marinara, my friend. <laughs> marinara is delicious. I'm actually making rigatoni's this week. That's on my list of things Ooh. to do. Freaking love some rigatoni's, man. Yeah. Um. Anyway, to <laughs> to kind of keep this going here, but no. So, guys, we've been utilizing these algorithms. We've been feeding this data machine for years, not necessarily realizing we're doing it, but we have been doing it. So basically what comes next in our lives is you know whatever comes our way is kind of our own faults for getting on board with this now